Warning. This program is intended for adults only. What you're about to listen to contains explicit language, sexual topics, and don't be surprised if you get wet. You've just tuned into Pussy Boss with your host, Victoria Lynn. What's up, guys? It's your girl, the Pussy Boss, coming in with another Pussy Boss episode. That's where we talk de- uh, shit, sex, dating, <laughs> relationships, and uh, all things pussy. I'm so excited. I have these two beautiful ladies I met over the IG, I believe. Was it IG or Facebook? I don't know. Over that beautiful social media <laughs> community. And I am so, so lucky to have them on this. It's the Sorry For What podcast. What's up, ladies? What is up? up? How are you? How are you? Good, good. Good, good. So excited. This is our first collab. Yeah. yeah I'm so is. excited. I get to pop your cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy boss fashion. Let me pop your cherry. <laughs> so, um, I would just, if you just want to give a little bit of background about who you are, because I would like just the viewers to know a little bit about you. So whoever wants to start off and make sure also to throw your handle out there. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to go, yeah. Andy? <laughs> go, go first. Go first. All right. So um, I'm Janisa and my co-host is beautiful Andy. And we started I think Sorry For What podcast started like us just being really drunk one New Year's Eve, like just sitting, just talking about life, like just being really fucked up and just (laughs) talking about things that we wanted to do. And I was like, Andy, I want, I want to do a podcast so badly. Like we have to do one. And then I think that was like a year ago and we never did it. Like it was just all talk. And then one day like she was going to do a podcast and I was like I don't want to step on your toes I don't want to like take away from like what you want to do but I think that we have something to offer like I think we could like really do this shit so then we just did it like we were just like let's just do it that's awesome yeah that's awesome okay so so what how do you feel about it Andy like you like um, to be honest with you, I have never listened to a podcast in my life. <laughs> I got you there. I was, and I just, I was, I'm more, I don't know. I like to play music and I tr- like, I've tried getting into like the trend because people have been talking about podcasting forever. Yeah. And, um, Janice being one of them that has always said like, I want to do podcasts, want to do podcasts. I'm like, all right, well, like, I guess like, but when COVID happened and I had all this free time, I didn't have to go to back to work and like, cause I was, I'm a chef. So I was oh. in the kitchen working like 60 hours a week and constantly, you know, working my fucking ass off. So when I had all this time, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll do the podcast thing. I'll make it culinary, something focused around that. And through conversation, it came up with uh, when Jason and I were talking and then it just like very quickly overnight changed into like what it is now. Mm-hmm. And I am actually, I'm really surprised, pleasantly surprised with how much fun I'm having. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly like getting into like podcasting and I'm listening to more. I'm like, okay, yeah. like, I'm, like I, I get it. I get the whole craze uh-huh. and it's definitely a lot of fun. So this was def- this was a good idea, Janisa. <laughs> So basically your podcast, does it just talk about your life experiences? Does it focus on lifestyle? What is the 
overall theme? Um, I'd say that we have a pretty broad range of topics we like to talk about, but we, in this, the thing that's like normalized in every episode is that we try to offer our experiences that we've had like stories and like stories of other people that we know. And it turns out like we talked about like uh what was it sugar daddies and stuff and i was like what the fuck are we going to talk about like i've never experienced that before yeah and turns out we knew people that have experienced that i remembered stories of like my own experience where i've had somebody reach out to me and stuff like mm-hmm. that so it was, you know it just comes to life like we just pick a topic and just we just run with it yeah i feel yeah. that well the topic this week is actually virginity I'm so, so it's like you're like what do we talk about with this right like so for me um virginity when I was younger I definitely thought being a virgin was something like spectacular Mm -hmm. I put it on a platter right and um I for me I was actually sexually assaulted when I was really young so I lost my virginity that way so for me I've always wanted to know what it's like for somebody who didn't, or if there's other people out there like me who what maybe saw you know it as something that was special that was taken from them, which is why I wanted to get other women's opinion of what has happened or their friends of how whether they are a virgin. Some people are still a virgin at 28, 30. Uh, some people what would say what is virginity because you know a female and a female. One person would say that you haven't had sex, while another person would say you have. Uh, mm-hmm. what do you what do you guys feel about this? Um, well, for me personally, like I was thinking about what to talk about. So um, I lost my virginity when I was fifteen. I was I think I was like three months shy of turning sixteen. And it was something that in my school, it was like, oh, like you haven't lost your virginity yet. Mm-hmm. you know, like you just yeah. okay, you're you're a prude, you know? Yeah. So it, there was a lot of pressure to lose it in high school around that age. I was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. and like, granted, I did have a boyfriend, so I trusted him. I loved him. We ended up being together for two years and he was definitely my first love. So I can say that I had, I guess, a good experience with it. But with that, like at 16 years old, you were not I feel like you're not mature enough to handle the responsibility that comes with having sex. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that was my experience with it, but it was definitely not something that I took seriously enough because if I did, I feel like I would have just waited. I wouldn't have cared what people thought. Mm -hmm. And now being like, I have a four-year-old daughter. So I think about when she's that age, like I want her to, to put, sex on a pedestal like that you know so do you feel it was because that your parents didn't speak to you enough about sex no definitely not my mom always talked to me about it I she raised me and she also she told me her experiences um she was always really really open so it wasn't that it was just I was just the type of girl that would follow the crowd I would always try to fit in and I was always a new girl because we were always moving around so much. So that was definitely something that I was just like, eh, whatever, everybody's doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And how about you? 
<laughs> Andy. So I also lost my virginity at 15. I did okay. also have a boyfriend. Um, we were together but around the same time, like two, two years, two and a half years. Um, okay. First boyfriend thought that we were going to get married, have <laughs> the white picket fence, the fucking yeah. tire swing in the back, you know. It oh, the tire swing. Yep. Like, it was like <laughs> so I don't think we were both virgins. And I think it was maybe a year into the relationship that it started becoming a more serious topic. And there wasn't a ton of pressure from my friends. I was actually one of the first people to lose my virginity in high school. And I don't remember him really giving me a lot of pressure. I don't know. I was nervous. And (laughs) we ended up going to this like back fucking weird alleyway in Hoboken, which is like (laughs) Hoboken. New yep. York, and yeah. he drove he drove a jeep, and that was like and he was also a few years older than I was. He was like maybe oh. two years older, so he had a license, he had the car. Um, we obviously couldn't go to my house, and we couldn't go to his. So then we drove to this back alley in Hoboken, and at like seven o'clock at night. And oh, before this, I had to buy the condoms, and I was so <laughs> nervous that. Um, something would go, something would happen that I got like the thickest one possible. It had spermicide. It was like, I found out through this experience that I'm allergic to spermicide. Oh, not fun. Like, it's just. Yeah. What happened to your coochie? Did it burn? It got like irritated or maybe I wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. It was just a lot going on. (laughs) And. I was, and like, like what Jesus said, like, you're 15, and you think that you're this grown adult that can handle things, and I think back on it now, and I'm like, I had, I had no fucking idea what I was doing, so, and of course, I did research, and I got, like, all my, my research from, like, Yahoo Answers, so, this was my thing, I thought made sense. They don't know about back in the day where there wasn't, like, the, you know, you didn't have all the searches. You really had Yahoo Answers, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What else, what else could you really look for for answers? That's it. That's what I it was no, my go to yeah. the library. If yeah, yeah, other than that, say it, then I'm not doing it. Exactly. So, <laughs> we go to this. We we drive to this. It's like it's dark. We go to the back seat. Have like this kind of like like in the movie Grease when Rizzo and um and like, when they're like fucking in the back of the like car. It's like one of those. They do not fucking Grease at all. Come on now. <laughs> so, <laughs> We do that. <laughs> and it was so, it was just, it was bizarre, but he did start, I bled. I don't know if that's like too much information, but like, I didn't no, know that I was definitely thing. did too. Yeah. I, I, I thought too. something I, was wrong. I thought no, it was the spermicide. It's your hymen breaking. I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now you know. know. <laughs> but there was, I was just like, oh my God, maybe we did it wrong. Like maybe, I don't know. He starts crying. What? Yes. Yes. Oh and at God. the time, it was like what I thought was a very romantic moment. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like my soulmate. And I, you know, I made the right decision because he's so emotional. And I'm dead. Look back I'm on dead. it and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? So we, uh, I, we, we do that. We leave, you know, you kind of feel like this, like, I felt like this new person, like this new fucking deflowered, 
you know, woman now. And almost overnight, I became what could only be described as maybe like a sex addict at like 15. I was looking at positions. I had an app in my phone that like they had a new one, um, different techniques. At one point, I contemplated on buying like 100 flavored condoms like from like eBay, not even Amazon, eBay. eBay, well, because Amazon wasn't popping then. Wasn't if even you're looking at and Yahoo Answers, Amazon is not popular. Yes. No. <laughs> I was not just so fixated with like constantly wanting to have sex. And I was just like, I was, I just, I really enjoyed it. And to the point that I think I really overwhelmed him. And I look back on that relationship and I'm just like, I have so many questions and, and, and a lot of guilt because I feel like I might have traumatized him because yeah, I was going to say, like, where is he now? <laughs> um... <laughs> He's actually engaged. Oh, okay. Um, so he's not still, that traumatized. No, I mean, I think it was fun. It was a nice, it was, it was a nice kind of scary, I guess. I like turned into like a, like a dominatrix overnight when I was like 15. <laughs> For how long? The rest of your life? Um. She's like, that's the question yeah. I wasn't <laughs> I would say, I think I, it's still... <laughs> It's, yeah, it's still I'm more educated. I don't, I don't go to Yahoo Answers now. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get you get from more credible sources, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, Sexopedia. Sexopedia. We need to start <laughs> yeah. that. Sexopedia. Yes, that's yeah. such a good idea. That's a I good know. Idea. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Don't take it. Don't <laughs> post this all over YouTube. Next thing you know, Sexopedia. Someone's making millions. Uh, okay, right. so see, y'all have good stories though. <laughs> at least it was like it seemed like both of you were comfortable and at least in a way knowing what you were doing whether you were young I mean what do we really know at yeah. any age right I'm what we're doing but would you so you said you have a daughter do you have yeah. any children Andy uh no I don't okay me neither Oof, thank you Lord. <laughs> I still can't believe I wasn't knocked up honestly my mom is like lord have mercy like I don't know how you got skipped Victoria I'm like me neither I know it was honestly it was it was bound to happen me and my fiance have been together for 10 years and I think for one of those years we used the condom yeah I mean that's how it was when I was with my long term too oh my earbuds oh the earbuds came out okay so you can't hear yourself yeah that's so important you got to make sure to hear yourself because you know it just makes you feel like you're actually doing something instead of talking to nobody yeah you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember when I first started podcasting, I was like, this is so weird. Somebody comes to here and let me talk to you so I don't feel like I'm just talking yeah. to the air. Um, I wonder how people do that without, like, a like a co-host. Well, that's what I do. Yeah, and I've always I, found that, like, interesting. And you know what's weird is, too, is I don't even script any of it. So I guess I'm fucking crazy because I talk to myself. <laughs> for hours like actually somebody recently told me I looked crazy like they're like your stuff you're posting is crazy I'm like well that's the point but like I must be semi-crazy if I'm doing I'm doing five videos a week that's like that's like I'm at how many hours of editing seriously because each I'm over here talking about how one episode a week is so much (laughs) yeah and that's like that's five videos on YouTube and then five, they're separate because the audio is separate. Y'all know, mm, you gotta get yeah. that good audio, but the video doesn't yeah. have the good audio, so it got transfer all the shit. 
Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah, off topic, right. podcast <laughs> life. <laughs> so having a child, how do you feel, do you feel comfortable approaching her? I mean, obviously she's four, she's very young, but I'm sure these are things you think about just mm -hmm. as a mother. Do you feel like you're comfortable yeah. approaching her about it? And how do you feel that you will? Um, I think I would approach it a little more delicately than I feel like my mom did. Okay. <laughs> she was just like, don't have sex. All right. Like just wait until you're ready. And I think that's sound advice, but at the end of the day, we're not going to listen. I obviously didn't listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I want her to know that like when she does have sex, like she can tell me. You know, she's obviously going to be absolutely afraid of her father, but like, come to <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. you can tell yeah. me he's not going to yell at you or anything. I was so afraid to tell my mom, even though that she, like she was fine with it, because I feel like she has that. I told you so attitude. Mm -hmm. so I was always afraid like something happens. She's going to be like, well. I told you to wait. I told you yeah. not to do it. So I definitely approach it a little differently, but I feel like I've been mentally preparing myself for that since the day she was born. <laughs> because the minute I found out that she was going to be a girl, I was like, all right, these are the things that I have to look forward to. Like I put my mom through hell for certain things. Yeah. And I need to expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. And that's the thing is like, for me, like the one thing I can't completely understand yet because I don't have children is being a mom. Mm -hmm. I feel like when that happens, like I would say right now, I would sit my child down and just be like, look, you're going to have sex. Uh, when you do, let me know. But I feel like as I have a child, I'm going to be like, eh, I want to be a little bit more particular about that. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, but like, I'll tell you, my mom, I told my mom everything. Like, I had a threesome when I was, like, 15 or 16. Wow. And I told my mom. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Didn't, it didn't end well. I'll say that. It was with my best friend and her boyfriend at the time because wow. I totally got tricked into it. And he listens to the show, so he's going to love that this even makes it. So um, I totally got tricked into it. I'll never forget. I was watching The Italian Job right on TV, we were watching a movie and they were behind me like on the couch. And I guess she like started sucking his dick, right? And I looked behind me and I mean, he had a really nice dick, I'm not gonna lie. He's a big dick. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, what do you do in this situation? And I don't remember if she asked me to suck his dick. I think it was something like that. And I was just like, okay. Bet. <laughs> no, I just kind of went with it. It just happened. But yeah, <laughs> she cried afterwards, so it wasn't good. Oh, shit. Oh, she yeah. regretted it? Oh, she regretted it. And then it created this whole thing because, you know, I yeah. was young and didn't know what was going on with my body. La -da 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 -da. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom <laughs> talked to me about everything. And you know what's weird is I talked to my dad about everything, too. My dad, um, I tell him everything. Like, my friends are like, the way you talk to your parents is really odd. But I've always felt, like, comfortable with talking to them about sex. And I feel like they always made me feel like, well, you're gonna go do it anyways. So, yeah, that's great. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, my number isn't too high. I'm still, 
I mean, I'm still single at 32, but I, that's, that's because I'm just crazy. You know, that's completely different <laughs> in a good way. I use that word too lightly. Many, everybody uses the word crazy for women, right? Even yeah, though I'm calling totally. myself crazy. Totally. I, yeah. And it's like a thing that we're developed and prone to, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear your side as far as what you would do with your daughter. What would you do with your daughter, Andy? <laughs> Um, I <laughs> hopefully think I would, I'm having boys. I would like to say, <laughs> I, no, I would want one girl. I don't know. But I think I would like to say that I would kind of do what Janice's mom did because she is very open. She very, like Janice's mom's very like bohemian and like hippie and like free spirited. Mm-hmm. And it's always like a breath of fresh air when her mom walks into the room. Yeah. And I've always, I think I would always want a relationship like that with my daughter if I had a girl um but kind of to like what you're saying I don't know if I would have the balls to be that open when I do have a daughter mm. like I say that now but then if I see a little like a baby I might be like oh my god I might put, like just keep her here and like never have the conversation my mom didn't have really have the conversation with me um, um so I I would I mean I, I don't want to do that Well, can Um, I ask you a quick question then? Because this makes me think, right? Okay. When she lost her virginity, she was like, oh, it was, the story wasn't as like yours. When I lost my virginity, I turned into this dominatrix. So do you wonder, because your mom didn't talk to you about it, it's almost like, right, tell somebody the stove is hot, don't touch it, and they're going to touch it just to see if it's really hot. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're, maybe that has to do with why you took to sex so well? Kind of the rebellion. You know, I never thought about it like that until I think like 30 seconds ago. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm definitely the person that if you tell me not to go left, I'm going to either go left or ask you 10 different questions as to why not. Mm-hmm. Um, until you can go left. I'm, Mm-hmm. Yes, you will and always go left. Get what I want. Yeah, no matter what, and that's just I've always, and it's gotten me in trouble so many times. And but I've always been like that. So I'm sure. I mean, I'd never. The time that I ever asked my mom about sex, whenever it came up, I went to Catholic school and I asked her why do they call the Virgin Mary virgin, and that was her like ticket into giving me the literal birds and the bees story. And it was just like that. Um, I was very young and and I don't think we ever had a conversation again about it. So I'm sure my curiosity was just exploding and I got a lot of my information from the internet, which I don't recommend. And I mean, definitely, I think I got very, very lucky and I didn't end up with very poor information, but yeah, I mean, I, it just never really came up. Are you and single, Andy? Okay, we have. No, I've I've been I've been with my boyfriend for a long time too. Oh, okay. Well, so we we have, we have both both people who are okay. So at the end of the day, y'all ain't single, so y'all doing good. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. And You're he's happy. a little he's a little adventurous also, so that's always. Oh, ah, okay. Adventurous is good. Adventurous is very <laughs> yeah. good. So what do you think about for boys? Do you think as a boy you would treat them differently? Um, so I have, oh, I'm sorry. 
Wait, no, I have no, three sisters and a brother. Okay. So that's the closest thing I can compare it to. Um, and I'm the oldest by like almost 10 years from everybody. And then my brother is only eight. And sometimes I'll see him like play with other eight-year-old girls that might have a crush on him or he might be like, might have, I don't know. I don't know. Just like the thought of it, like <laughs> makes me anxious. It makes me more anxious than somebody like my like my sister like my older sister my uh-huh. second the the middle child why do you think um, that is? i don't know i guess because maybe because he's the youngest and i'm so worried i i want to make sure that we're giving we're giving good examples to him as mm-hmm. to how like my dad treats his mom mm-hmm. and how, what he sees and how we communicate to other women or the sisters all talk to each other and I hope that what I'm showing him or what we're all showing him you know you know evolves into something healthy when he gets older yeah you know so I actually worry a little bit more no I agree with that for sure I feel like with boys too like you have to set that example with them but also I feel like you have to talk to them about it a little bit earlier or a little bit more so that it's really ingrained in their head like protection consent respect like all these things that girls really just have to worry about you know make sure you're being safe and you know make sure that he's respecting you but at the end of the day that's pretty much his responsibility to do that yeah yeah Hello. Hey. Hey. Who's there? I wonder if they can hear us. Probably not. They're probably like. No, I have the headphones. Yeah. See. Now. Sorry. (laughs) You're fine. Well, you know, I find it interesting because that is true. Like, I do think boys aren't taught, Mm -hmm. and I think that's also though where one thing I keep pushing on my show is that I do think we need to find this balance where we're not just always saying it's boys that aren't being taught or, or, or how I say it, a men, it's in a reaction to an action, right? So men react to the way that we are putting ourselves out. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I only have six minutes, by the way. So the, do you hear that? What? Yeah. Where's that coming from? Oh my God, it's my phone. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like trying to figure this out. I'm like, what did I fuck up now on the audio? I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) My phone is ringing off the hook. (laughs) All good. Anyways, what I was saying is, is that one guy one time told me that he had, and this is a little you know, vulgar, but he had stuck his dick in this girl's ass ass, while he was fucking her. He just stuck it in her ass. And he was like, Mm. and I told, and he said, and she said to me later, like they had, I guess a friendship and then they kept, and she said, well, you, you raped me. And he said, what? And he, she goes, well, you, you stuck it in my ass without asking. And, and like, when he told me the story, I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, I wouldn't say he, like, but it's like, it was like, how is, you know, I understand where I could be like, he was so confused. He's like, I would never rape a girl. Like, he took it very literal, right? He was like, I would never rape a girl. He's like, I fuck a bunch of girls, but I would never rape a girl. And so, like, I think what you said is very 
very true. Like we need to start teaching each other, no matter what gender at a younger age, how to treat each other because we're really, you know, we're upset at the world for what we produce, but what we produced is kind of from our own devices, you Mm. know? The way, I mean, I always say, like, I love, like, all these, like, great women that are in entertainment, but if, let's be honest, WAP, great music video, Meg Thee Stallion is, like, one of my favorite rappers, love and she's it. always talking sex, and I love Cardi B, but the mm-hmm. truth is, is that, is that something that's <clears throat> not promoting women as a sex object, sexual object? Mm-hmm. No, we're always sexualized. Yeah. Even by ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's almost like we've evolved and adapted to this, you know, us being considered just objects. Like we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's embrace that then. Yeah. Because that's how you guys are going to see us anyway. Which I think is fine if we embrace it though. Like really embrace it and stop accusing, in my opinion, the other gender for embracing mm-hmm. it. Well, I mean, I'm cool with, hey, yeah. I love being a woman. I love ha- wearing tight clothes. I love feeling good about myself and I love my sexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that should be wrong with it, but I have a battle myself with being okay with who I am and, and not feeling like, you know, I'm degrading myself. But then at the same time, it's like, who's, tr- who, who's really telling us who we're doing what we're doing right like what even is the right and wrong answer to that you know like is it wrong for us to embrace that about ourselves and like walk about in like little tiny shorts and stuff like that and not like I I just I have trouble with people with women who wear like tight clothes and love to love themselves but then they don't want other people like looking at them and like you know what I mean the attention yeah. I think that's one thing I've had to come to grips with with myself is like, cause my, my girlfriend was saying you like the attention and to me. It's not about that. But the truth is when I work in therapy and I look mm-hmm. down, it really is about that. Like it's about mm-hmm. a lot to do with me and, and what makes me feel good. And I just need to accept it. It's uh-huh. who I am. Yeah. Um, but we're about to, I'm about to lose y'all. So I want to cut out here and, and we'll, then and then come we'll back restart. in. Yeah. We'll restart. Okay. okay.